Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Have you ever had one of those days where you just want to crawl back into bed, Um, even though it's five o'clock on the East Coast here? That is the day I'm having today. Uh, First, I had camera problems, so I switched my Logitech camera from my Canon. No big deal. Did that. Then I started to broadcast, but I, somehow when I hit the go live button, the go live button didn't work for some reason. And my little soundboard, nothing. So everything is broken today. And that's really funny because today I have a technical guest on a guest that does a lot with 3D printing and all that good stuff, crypto and really cool stuff he knows about the whole anarcho capitalist almost an anarcho communist or not communist anarcho capitalist digital capitalists whatever movement uh and his name is jason and he's from and he's also known as the rogue banshee what is up my friend um i hope you're having a better day than i've been having uh, it, it's arguable if I, if I am or I'm not, um, you know, since I'm in mountain time, it's only three o'clock here. So I still have a few more hours before I can really call it quits for the day. So it's a couple more hours that things could go wrong. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a Cub Scout meeting to, uh, today in like in a, in <laughs> yeah. a couple hours and things always go wrong with there. Uh, I just want to say uh, Super Chats are open. I do also do have a Patreon. The Patreon is patreon.com slash John Crump. You can also buy patches and all that, really, all that really cool stuff over at blackswantactical.com. 100% of the proceeds goes to helping my niece, Bella. So, yeah. So, this is a thing, man. I woke up yesterday and I was bored. And I decided, what can I do today? When I get bored, I like causing trouble. Well, I saw the lawsuit. So, yeah. So, I filed a lawsuit against the governor. And, and, and their response was, well, Fairfax backed down. Fairfax County backed down. Let me explain the lawsuit. The lawsuit is about the governor at the last minute canceling the largest gun show in Virginia, like days before it happened. So there's no way people can recoup the money. Uh, All the vendors are already in town. They're setting up and everything. Now it was canceled. So I was like, I can't let that happen. So it's held in Fairfax at the Capitol Expo Center. Fairfax relented today and said, you guys are willing you guys can have it if you want. So, so that's great. Uh, Herring, Keith Herring stepped in and said, no, they're not going to have it. I'm going to shut it down. So he basically he overruled the place where originally was going to make the decision because he didn't like the decision they made. So we, that, that happened. So I was like, yeah, I got to stop this. So, uh, my awesome law lawyer, Rob Olson, awesome, called call him up. I was like, Rob, 
I want to do something. And he's like, are you interested in suing the governor? Like, yeah. Like, it's like he knows. He's like, okay, well, we already got a couple other plaintiffs. Do you want to, you want to join it? I was like, absolutely. He says that I'm like the op- office guy. Anytime he asks me if I want to sue someone, I'm, I'm like, absolutely. Over gun rights. I've never sued anybody in, for anything but gun rights. That's about to change in a couple weeks here. But I don't want to talk about that because I'm, I'm going to be suing someone for uh, some screwed up crap that they did work. Um, I don't want to say too much about that. If you're out there listening, you're going to get sued. So. <laughs> Just, just, just know, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, so he's like, did when you woke up today, did you think that you're going to sue the governor? I'm like, I wake up every day thinking that I'm going to sue the governor. Uh, and, and this is multiple lawsuits I have, have done. So Keith Caring said that I have a habit of suing Northam. That's uh, the AG. And Northam said, I get sued by him all the time. It's like, like that's a bad thing. I'm like, well, look, look at why you're getting sued. Yeah, it's well, it's funny because I I was having a a chat with a, a buddy of mine. Um, he lives actually in Portland, and uh, it, it wasn't really about lawsuits, but we we're just talking about how these these politicians have these newfound powers that they think that they have and they just do whatever they want. Um, and somebody's just got to start stepping in and going, no, this is not the power that you have. Um, and it's just, it's getting crazy with, with things. I mean, here in Montana, you know, thank God we're, our governors is heading out. Um, but on his way out, he just put in even more mask orders and, closing bars at 10 o'clock because at 10 one, apparently you get coronavirus. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he, he's got his, his parting shots he's doing and it's just like, dude, would you just stop? I mean, even, even our sheriffs here in Montana sent him a letter and said, everything you're passing is not enforceable and tell people to stop calling 911 because it's, it's an abuse of, of the 911 system. And um, I mean, our, our sheriffs aren't even doing it, but our health departments are. So in Montana, what they do is they get the health departments to go after the businesses because you can't go after the individuals for not wearing a mask here. So they have to go after the businesses and then find the businesses to make sure that the patrons are wearing masks. So it's just like, guys, this, this is yeah, just total abuse of power. It, it, it is. It's kind of really ridiculous what they try to get away with. And, and, and you know what? I mean, I don't care about, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people get upset uh, for masks. Oh, they should be regulating masks. I don't care. Uh, uh, well, I do care if they regulate masks. I mean, I don't care if you want to wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask. I, I'm saying if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't I don't have a problem with that at all. But don't tell me that I have to wear one. Um, I mean, it's funny because we we actually had this happen over the weekend. We were selling something on Craigslist and someone showed up to the house to 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 take a look at it. And in our own house, they tried to tell us to wear a mask in our own house. And we're like, there's a the door. 
just out. You know, I'm fine if you want to wear a mask. That's 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 your that's that's totally your prerogative. I don't. It doesn't offend me. But you're not going to come into my house and tell me what I'm going to do in my own house. Yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. It's, it I'm I'm so sick of the overreach. Uh, and it's just everywhere. Everybody's just finding these new little powers, and they're they're chipping away to try to have control. And it's a lot of what this stuff is. Just it's control. It's like the it's like chip 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 the drip yep. drop control. Well, I mean, it's just like gun control. It's like they'll they'll go through and they'll just like, well, we'll have reasonable um, laws. We're going to pass reasonable laws. And then that reasonable law will take one thing away from you. Well, then that reasonable law didn't work. So now we got to have another reasonable law. We're going to take one more thing away from you. Now you can't have a high capacity magazine because everybody knows that the 11th bullet blows the car up. That's not so, how it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's the mentality that these people have. We're just going to take one more thing away from you. Yeah, I'm trying to get my collar adjusted right. My camera settings are all screwed up. Yeah, uh, I told my wife, I was like, "Hey, guess what? I'm uh, I'm, I'm suing the governor." And my wife goes, "Okay." <laughs> Ask why? She's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad that she knows. <laughs> she, he, he's saying she's becoming desensitized to it. I think she became desensitized to it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I, that's what they do is they just, it's just one more. It, everybody just tries to get just their little, their little piece of the pie. And then once they get their little piece, they want that piece to be bigger and then bigger. And, and then sooner or later, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, you know, Sorry, I was just seeing what, what a comment was. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I'm I'm so I'm I'm sick of the the you know our rights eroding, um, and that's just the way. It, that's what I was reading. <laughs> What's funny is Patagonia was a big uh, camp. It was a big uh, campaign person for our governor who was running for uh, running for uh, Congress here in Montana and oh that was so fun when he lost yeah um, I, uh, I actually spoke to the person that beat him Jay Forte uh, no he was running against Danes I thought oh Danes yeah Steve Danes sorry it's uh, Gene Forte is going in as governor um, yeah. Gene Forte ran, ran against him for governor last yeah. time but yeah Steve Danes it's it, it was kind of interesting it was almost comical um, when when he when uh, our, our governor lost, um, it, it was he was he was he changed so fast. The second he decided that he was going to run for president, he towed the party line instantly. And then uh, coming into Montana, you know, just being governor, he stopped. He even stopped answering emails to, from the citizens. Um, we've sent a couple of emails into the governor's office, and that. Just they went into a black hole because, of course, there were about subjects that he was very passionate about, face masks. Um, and he just he just ignored him. He, he he's been ignoring us out here for a year. And 
uh, it was it, it was kind of you know karma that he lost. Yeah, it it really it really is. I talked to Steve Danes. He's a really cool guy, actually. Really down to earth. Really nice. He is. Um, you know, we had a problem uh, back in earlier part of the year because of all the you know the the government shutdowns with the with the virus and all that stuff. We couldn't get our IRS returns. I mean, we had a tax return. So we're, we're waiting for money. We're waiting for money. Of course, nobody at the IRS is answering the phone. Nobody's answering emails or anything like that. We, we got sick of it. And my wife's like, what do we do? I go, hey, you know, Steve Daines is running for re-election. I'm sure he'd be interested to hear about this. We sent him, a, we sent him an email and we got an answer back from him, you know, his office a, a day later. And um, man, they just started hammering the IRS for us. Yeah. And they- eventually we got a return. They're really like cool people. They, I, I think, they really identify with the American people, and uh, and people from Montana. Um, and he likes guns. Yeah, he does. Can, yeah, can, that's. Can't you. He's like anti NFA. You know. Well, what, what's so funny is the ads here, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I hate I hate political ads, both party, any party. It just they get old after a while. But man, he was he was hitting his opponent really hard on hey, I have an A rating. He has an F. Well, GOA ran ads um in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people ran ads in Montana. Um that was one seat that they did not want that nobody really wanted flipped, at least on the on the gun rights side. Um on the other side, well, they they really wanted that seat bad. Yeah, they do. It's like, yeah, well, what's going on? No, on YouTube, YouTube, my with my phone. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, fly is supposed to be on the. Okay, never mind. I don't know what the hell they're talking about over there. <laughs> I know. I was looking at that. It was like, what's he talking about? Mystery and thrillers and guns and flying rich over there talking about <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, yeah, it, it it is definitely interesting, man. Uh. There's an interesting time that we live in right now. The battle for gun rights runs through Georgia. Yeah. 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 Well, and then uh, everyone's watching that Georgia race pretty close right now. Um, Both. Because that's, if they flip th- those two seats, then, well, it's going to be just like the uh, crime bill before. It's going to be gonna cast that vote. Well, then the vice president's going to break the tie. And now we get all of our r- rights eroded away from us again. Yeah, Chuck Schumer has already stated that he's open to getting rid of the legislative filibuster, which will allow them to yep. back the court and also to push through any unconstitutional laws that they want. And then they will have the court because they were expanded to 13, which would give them a majority. So yep. our, our remedy in the courts would not be there. So, so it's very important. It's going to change America forever if they win the Senate. Yeah, For- totally. Yeah. I mean, no. as long as long as they can, as long as the Republicans can keep that majority there, we're safe, kind of, but not fully. Because um, well, it's going to be it's going to be executive order, and then well, I mean, you already see what's going on with with braces and eighty yeah. percent lowers and all that stuff. Well, there's a stopgap 
uh, and I'm hearing stuff about uh, them going after uh, solvent traps. Yeah, I read that one today too. Yeah, uh, I, I read some internal ATF documents. There you guys go. Um, uh, that says uh, basically what they want these companies that sell solvent traps to do is to ensure that the people buying them um, have a completed form one. Rich, we all need to move to Georgia and vote. If you do that, it's a 10-year penalty in jail for moving to Georgia specifically to vote. But, yeah, I mean, well, if you think about it, I mean, I've seen a couple of, of people on YouTube that are not gun people uh, <laughs> take, taking, uh, releasing their security cam video of their house where the ATF comes to them because they bought a, uh, a, a fuel filter. Diesel fuel filter. Yeah, I saw and, that. The guy like have a YouTube channel. He works on diesel trucks yeah. and not a gun guy. And they, came. yeah, they came to his house and he's like, "Well, what's going on?" and and all that stuff. Like, well, you bought you know ten fuel filters. He's yeah, like, so "Yeah, I work on trucks." <laughs> so, like, I'm um, a diesel mechanic. What do you? Yeah. What do you so they, you know, he takes them back to the shop and then they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, he actually is." Like, yeah, he, you guys are fishing here. First of all, where did you get the information about he bought 10 diesel fuel filters? I didn't think that buying diesel fuel filters was illegal. They're monitoring that. Um, they're monitoring all sorts of stuff. So I mean, if you're getting... There's an adapter that actually has uh, like a pipe adapter that you can buy at like a Home Depot or Walmart or anything. And they're monitoring people ordering those through the internet because it can enable you to connect an AR-15 to a yep. uh, fuel filter, to, to an oil filter. Oil filter, yeah. It's just, I, I get it. Um, you know, I, it they have to have an intent. Um, you know, the, the government has to approve intent with that stuff. It's just monitoring for the stuff. You, you know, I'm sorry, unless I go on YouTube and take this thing and thread it onto my gun, thread a, you know, an oil filter onto it and then shoot it. Um, sorry, I, you don't have the right to really watch me at that point, but they're, they're doing it anyway. You know, it's just the, and that goes back to the whole thing is everybody wants their little piece of the pie and ATF is trying to get their bigger one. I mean, they're already preparing for uh, Biden and Harris, so they're trying to get all their stuff done. I mean, I mean, look at the articles you've written about the stuff. You yeah, can, you, you can see they're doing it already. Well, they're talking to the to the transition team. Yeah, which they're not even officially, um, you know, president elect yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what's what's the what's the meme I saw last night? It was. If um, if uh, if Kamala Harris is so confident that she's vice president elect, why is she not giving up her seat in Congress yet? Yeah, <laughs> just because it might go the other way. There's auto political, yeah. Okay. No, they're not rich. They're, they're not. They're not Chinese Glock auto seers. Um, you you want to watch out for the um, uh, was it the uh, 
the uh, coat hangers or the uh, the um, I'll have to bring that up. The the, the paper, yeah, not the paper hangers. You know the the uh, picture hangers. The portable wall hangers, they called them. The portable wall. That's what it was. Yeah, you got to watch out for the portable wall hanger. That guy wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. What? It what was, like portable wall hangers. Uh, he he made it obvious what he was selling. Yeah, it wasn't his design for the for uh, the person, but he made it so obvious what he was selling. Yeah, um, I mean that one. That's one of the ones you just sit there and think about. Uh, as long, however, as long as he didn't say, you know, if you do this, it modifies it to be a. Well, it wasn't. It's not an auto sear. Um, it's not a lightning link. It was. I forget what it what it was called. Um, but basically, you know, pushes down on the disconnector. Um, technically, did he break a law? Well, as long as he doesn't say. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, there was a couple things he did say. He did say, "Don't worry about uh, about your dog getting shot because yeah, you know, PayPal, they won't be able to track you." Yeah, was, that's yeah, they will. I mean, like, what yeah, the hell? yeah, plus, that does. Uh... Plus, it wasn't his file. It he he downloaded a file called uh, uh, I'll, I'll drop in the auto sear. Yeah. So it's not well, like he designed it and oh people are using it. He it wasn't his design. He got it and the the, the file is called dropping autos here. Yeah, it's um and that's one of the things that kind of worries me, you know, looping back around the 3D printing. There's so many files out there to download. Um and if you don't think the government's watching who's downloading those files or trying to figure out who's downloading those files, uh, you're, you're going to, you're going to have a, a rude awakening, um, you know, cause they're going to, they're going to say downloading the file is intent. And then, I guess they don't well, then, then your dog gets shot. Yeah. If you own a portable wall hanger, now is the time to get rid of it. Very well. Make sure that you have footage of you getting rid of it or destroying it. Yeah, I would just be like, "It never." What are you talking about? It got lost in the mail. Lost in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No uh, signature required. It, it must have just. I don't know. It must have been with my uh, voting ballot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a it's definitely a, a, a very interesting time. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't have enough ammo to shoot full auto. Yeah, Rich, me, me either, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be some interesting time, and that's and that's the thing that they're having problems with. Is, uh, these three D printers, they just cannot. They can't control. Um, it's that's things awesome. you. What's that? That's awesome to me. Yeah, it's it's totally awesome. They they can't control it. It's a technology. I mean, what are they going to do? Go back and and try to find everybody that's bought a three D printer. Um, I mean, that's going to be a little that's going to be a little rough for them to do. So, um, yeah, they just can't do it. They're they're not going to pull all these three D printers, and even then. 
Uh, what if you didn't buy a 3D printer? What if you built one? Uh, the, the plans out there are open source. You can buy all the port parts. Uh, you know, are they going to watch for everybody that buys a 3D print head? I mean, they they just can't they just can't do it. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Rich. That's that's pretty much who I'm talking about right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's there's no way they can do it. Man. Yeah, no, they, they can't. And and I mean, look, I'm not saying that people are going to go out and buy 3D printers just to print Glock or. AR receivers or, you know, the Plastikovs or anything like that. Um, it's, it's a possibility that you will. And uh, they just can't stop it uh, at all. I mean, uh, I didn't get a chance to read it, John. I, I, I got to find this article. Um, someone's talking about 3D printing with trimmer string now rather than filament. I mean, I can see it working if uh, you get like the temperatures right and everything, maybe. Right, but I mean, that's that's the other thing is you watch the filament. Okay, you just you, now you got to start watching people buying uh, trimmer spring string by you know the the thousands of yards. It, it's crazy, man. I mean, it really is. Yeah, trimmer string is nylon, right? I believe it is. Uh, it should be capable of doing it. Yeah, just just as long as you, like you said, you're gonna have to play with your your, your temperatures. I mean, it's probably not going to be the cleanest nylon that you're going to three D print with. No, but but you know, work in a pinch, man. Yeah, or you just have to put a bigger nozzle in on your uh, on your print head. Just make sure it doesn't you don't get clogged. Yeah, that um, I hate getting my print heckle. My one of my three D printers is down. I got to fix that. I'm not sure what's going on with it. Yeah, I I had a uh, about a month ago. I had I had a print head get just completely clogged up, and it was it was a nightmare to clean out. Um, it, I mean, it was jammed. It was jammed up pretty pretty bad. Let me just buy a new print head. Uh, the problem was is. I just bought this print head. So you don't um, keep spare you don't keep spare print heads? Well, I do now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh I just bought I, I mean I just bought this print head and um you know I just I upgraded to a micro Swiss and I just I I was not gonna abandon this print head. I I I had to clean it, I had to get this thing running. Um but yeah, yeah, and spare printers are they're cheap enough to get spare printers now too. Um, I mean, I you know I have an Ender three. I bought that thing for what like almost three hundred bucks, and yeah. the, you can find them on sale for like one fifty now. Now was it the Micro Swift just a print head or was it the whole thing? It's the whole well, it's the yeah, it's the print, it's the print head, the nozzle and everything. So it's a non. Um, it's a it's a full metal, so that way you can go to the higher temperatures. I gotcha. Um, so that way your Bowden tube isn't going all the way in, and you can print it at the higher temperatures. Because you know I was playing with ABS and a bunch of other different plastics, so um, 
you know, especially with ABS, you're running that thing pretty hot. Yeah. But yeah. I, I have a couple printers. I have uh, the mono price one. That's my cheaper one. And then I have a dreamer. I, I like, what's the new one they came out where it's got the belt where it's the uh, endless Z access now. Have you uh, seen that? No. So they got a printer. So rather than printing, you know, up, it has uh, like a treadmill. So it the print heads here and the treadmill moves the print away. So that way you can have an endless Z access. Oh, that is really cool. Uh, yeah, Flying Rich Prints and Pet G. I wonder what you are printing in now. Hmm. Um, you're well, it's funny. Pet G's. I've, I've switched. I've switched to Pet G for just about everything now. Um, I, I like printing it. it. It took me a little while to get Pet G to work. Um, I'm not running at 260. I think I'm running around 240. Yeah, that's what I'm running at. But I mean, 260 is pretty pretty hot. That but, yeah, like I got. I have this. This is just a. A little block that I put in the magazines so that way it pushes the follower down so the when you're doing dry fire, the slide doesn't lock back. But that's that's pet G. I mean, I really did switch over to pet G for pretty much everything. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh I, I like the I like Flash Forge. I actually like the Flash Forge software. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I I switched and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, Flash Forge. What do you use to print? What's your slicing software? Uh, I use Cura. That's what I was using too. <laughs> I use Cura. I like uh, I like Cura. I think it's it, it works for me. Um, so I just didn't um, I just didn't change over to uh, to anything else. Um, but it's not it's not the lack of trying. It's just that um, I guess I'm just lazy. I learned it. I used it and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, the uh, flash, I mean, for like, like a beginner, uh, the flash Forge software is, uh, is really cool. Yeah. I, I'll have to start playing around. Um, Cause I mean, like I said, I, I just start, I started printing and whatever I used, I just did. And I just need to, I need to start branching out a little bit and trying the other stuff. I mean, um, you know, some people, some people like slicers, some people like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever they do. Um, I just, I started with Cura and I just kind of stuck with it. Um, the one thing I like about Cura is um, I use, uh, oh crap, what's my, uh, oh, Esun. Esun is the filament that I run. And they've been updating their database so that when I do the slicing, I can choose my uh, my filament in there, and it automatically kind of has the presets for the printer. For so you know, it'll automatically change my temperatures and and stuff like that for me. Yeah, that that's uh, one of the things I like about the uh, the the FlashForge software. I have to start playing with that because it's just. Um, I guess I gotta start branching out. Um, you know, one day it, the one thing I don't like about Cura is well, Cura's 
uh, you know, it's not public domain, but you know, it's um, it, it's free. But what happens when they want to stop making software that works for basically their competitor of 3D printers? You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to, but you never know what what will happen in the future. Yeah. Uh, if it's just me or is it most uh, 3D printer printer companies uh, Chinese? Uh, I, don't, I, I couldn't name one that isn't. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I, well, there, know, it, I don't know. There is one that isn't, but it's very, very expensive. expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, what what is it called? Damn it! Oh, Flying my Rich, Flying Rich says Prussia. I thought they were Chinese too. They were Chinese. Are you sure Flying Rich said they're not Chinese? I don't know. He just threw Prussia out there. No, it's not Prussia. They're a company. Um, trying to think, uh, they do like uh, they email me all the freaking time. Their printers are really expensive because it prints in this like hybrid metal plastic material. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Um, oh, Prussia Slav. Yeah. Well, where's all the American companies? Ding, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, well, it's like when I put my, uh, when I put my ender together, that cracked me up just trying to get through the, the instructions. Because it was so poorly translated to English that I just finally just threw the instructions out and just looked at it and said, huh, yeah, that look that looks like it goes here. Um, obviously I did a good job because it works. It's been been working for over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I I I mean, I really want to get my printer back up and running. I just haven't had time to work on it. Hey, Rich, um, I needed them a year ago. Actually, I think it might be still under warranty. But yeah, it's just, I, I, you know, 3D printing is just, it's just so, it, it, it's, it's intimidating to get into. But once you're into it for, you know, after you're done your first bull, you pretty much have it figured out. Um. You know, I just say I tell people that your first bull just plan just plan on your first bull just you're just gonna be screwing around with it and playing with things and learning. Um, after that, you're you, you've got all the basics down and uh, and you're ready to you're ready to go. I mean my my first bull, I was doing all kinds of stuff after that. You know, I, I printed the 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 traditional ender three yeah uh, dog. Um, that was, you know, my first print, and then you and know. the little book, not the book, the boat, the oh, the Benchy, yeah, um, yeah, I, I did those. I got bored with those really quick, um, but you know, I because I'm sitting there going, okay, now what can I really do that's cool? And then uh, my wife found, um, she found a, a, a spool of filament that is multicolored. So like every so many, you know, inches it changes colors and 
and it's kind of shiny and stuff like that. And then I ended up printing like a vase for her out of it. And um, yeah, I, I got really, got really bored of the, of the, the test prints pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the 3d printing for a very long time. So, I mean, I don't even remember. Like, when I started getting into 3D printing, it was very, very niche. Um, I guess it was, like, about five, six years ago. Maybe longer. Actually, no, it was about seven years ago. So, wow. like, basically, you had to buy parts and make your own. Make your own. Yeah. But you know what? I can totally see you doing that, though. I can totally see, see you sitting down with a catalog going, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this. And you have the whole thing lined out in your head, and then it'll show up. You know, when you build it, it'll just be exactly the way you look at it. If I did that, uh, you know, I, I'm, not I'm not sure it would work. Like, you know, my top bar would be crooked and stuff like that. Even yeah. though both legs are the same, somehow that top bar will be crooked. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I mean, I, I mean, when I first got to get got into it, there, there was no, there was like no pre-made printers. Yeah, a lot of the stuff they didn't even make that you had to go to like freaking Home Depot and get parts. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, what did? How did you build the frames then? Um, did they have the Unistruts back then? No. Yeah, you got metal. Find someone with the metal. An extrusion. Yeah. Somebody do an extrusion for you. Yeah. And basically, what you have to do. Uh, th there's a. Th back then, I'm not sure about now. There was a big. There was a big community of do-it-yourselfers. Who helped out. A lot. Um. So if you needed something or if you needed like help or you got stuck or something like that, uh, there was a big community. And the whole thing was back when it first started was building a printer and making everything from stuff that the maker clubs had. Okay. How long did it take you to build your first printer? Uh, a couple of months. Because I didn't have all the all the stuff to make it, so you would have yeah. to get people who are willing to do it, and you had to work on their time. True. Yeah, you can uh, only you can only ask so much for uh, for uh, free labor. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was that's the way it was back then. You know, it was like, hey, you know, labor for free. You know, to uh, enjoy spreading the knowledge of 3d printing now it's not so much <laughs> which is getting back of the, the the availability of parts are are enough but you know we use like computer fans they didn't make you know the like the, the, the 3d printing fans just for 3d printers you would have to buy like yeah. computer fans and other types of fans and the muffin fans for uh for uh, computer cases yeah yeah i kind of miss it though well, I, it, it's kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, um, I like being able to buy something and, and put it together and, you know, and have instructions and all that stuff there. I, I would, I won't lie. 
and say that I never thought about print, uh, about creating my own 3D printer. Um, I very, uh, um, I'm very, I've always, I've always been thinking about that because I look at my ender and I go, well, if I were to do this, you know, now that I know what I kind of what I'm doing, I look at it and go, if I were to build this, I would have done this differently. Um, this works, but I would have done this a little differently. Um, you know, the bed on my ender is a, I, I hate, I hate it because I, was, I always have to level it because those, you know, the way that that bed attaches, it's just not right. Um, you're always in there dinking around with it and I always have to level it. And, you know, I realize I'm going to have to level anything just because the heating and cooling is going to change. But this thing, I was actually watching one time, I was watching the, uh, the wheel to, to level the bed. I was actually, as, as the print head was going back and forth, I was watching it just kind of turning. I'm like, yeah, that's not right. I'm gonna have to change out some bed springs there to get that tighter. Yeah, uh, leveling now is a lot easier than what it was, though. Yeah, I it, say that. I mean, it was. Oh my god, it was a pain. Dude, you had to like level everything. It's just not the bed. It was like, okay, okay, you know, turn this a little bit. Just screw a little bit over here. It was. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, I mean, leveling's not hard. I've I've got it down pretty fat, uh, pretty. You know, I, I I swear the first time I leveled the bed, it probably took me about a half hour to do it. Um, and now it's you know for me it's it's pretty fast because you kind of get the the print head there, and I just I run a piece of printer paper through. Once it starts scratching a little bit, I fine. I move to the next next position, do that. I probably run around three times on the screws and I'm good. It's, it's level before I was like, I, I don't know what I was doing. It just kind of, it just took me forever to kind of figure it out. Cause I, I think the hardest thing about it was, is that you know, I'm thinking that I level position one well then I level position two and not realizing that, you know, as I'm leveling that bed's changing. So level one, you know, the position one's now out. Um, and then as you go around, I'm like, okay, cool. It's level. And you put your piece of paper into position one and just, it flies right through it. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, I mean, so now you get that touch after a while. You do. Uh, one of the other things, do you have magnetic? I, I want magnetic mats. I'm going to try that. But um, I looked over here. Um, I, I don't have any, any of those on my printers, but those are cool. You know what you want to be talking about? The mats you can take yeah. off. Yeah, you know the one thing I don't like about the magnetic mats is you're t you're now talking about um, heat, and the more heat you have, the less the magnets hold. And back then, I was really kind of interested in uh, ABS and running at pretty hot temperatures. That I was afraid that the magnets would fail, and and then screw things up. So I'm like right now, I'm still I'm running on glass, and I'm just using the uh, binder clips to keep it on. Um, and it's good enough for me. Uh, but whenever, whenever, would, go ahead. I would love to just slap something on, and just not worry about it though. When I first got into three D printing, there was no preheated beds. You know, that was a pain. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you run through a lot of glue stick trying to hold things down. 
I used hairspray. Okay. You use the Aquanet method? Yes. Yes. I just put all that on, but yeah, but there was no 3D bed. I mean, we like heated beds. What's funny because um, I remember you, when I first started learning and, you know, when I was doing my research and people were talking about heated bed versus not heated bed. And I'm just like, well, why would you want it and stuff like that? Oh, I would never buy a printer without a heated bed after having one. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't either. I, st I still use a little glue stick here and there, depending on what I'm doing. But I, I think it's just because um, we're out of habit than it is out of need. Yeah, yeah. The heated, I mean, the, the heated beds were um, were, were, were a life changer. Another thing, I, when you when you would always have to build like a cardboard box around your three D printer because <laughs> it was so heat sensitive back then. I don't know if it was like the way that well, well or whatever. With ABS, it is. ABS is. I have so many failed ABS prints because of heat. Um, so what I actually did is I went to Home Depot and bought a sheet of plywood. And then uh, I bought, God, I guess they're probably two by twos. Um, they were in the in the coal section. So, you know, they're the ones that are warped and all that stuff. One well, cut them down to three, three feet, three feet tall. And I just kind of built this big hood. And then the front, I have a plexiglass that I put on the front. They try to keep it, but I don't have, um, I, I don't, since I don't print ABS anymore, I never really run with the plexiglass in the front. And really the, the case is, is mostly just for me to store crap. I mean, I'm looking at, it, I got so much crap on the top of my 3d printer right now. Um, but I also have an LED light that I mounted on the top, and then I have my camera mounted on the side of it. So really, my my box has become mounting for everything else. Yeah. What one of the uh, other? You're making me reminisce, man. <laughs> you really are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, like uh, the, the technology has changed so much. And it's just it's just crazy, um, like how much it changed. Well, that's like um, you know the little side chat with Flying Rich. There is yeah, I, I you know I put a, a a Raspberry Pi on my printer, and I send all my files to it through that rather than transfer it on an, on a micro SD. And then I have um, I have my uh, you know that that is running Raspberry. Uh, it's running uh, Octopi on it and I can yeah uh, my temperatures and then uh Rich was talking about the spaghetti detective is you can yeah. do that but I actually I actually put mine on um uh on Telegram so with the Telegram app it's running the Telegram app on it and I have a, a bot on Telegram that on you know at certain positions or certain times It'll it'll grab a snapshot of it, send it to me in Telegram. Tell me what the print temperatures are, uh, how much is left of the uh, of the uh, print job, and what my you know all the temperatures and stuff like that. And if in you know in the meantime, if I want to check, I can just open up Telegram, do a slash status to that bot. It'll snap a picture and send me all the stuff. 
So that way, yeah, I don't have to be right there or go to a web page. Um, and, you know, I kind of get a little instant gratification that way. But that spaghetti detective is, has saved my bacon a few times where like on layer two of a, you know, 23 hour print failed and it just started squirting stuff all over the place. Um, it stopped the print on me. So I didn't waste uh, a lot of filament. Then they started charging for the app. Yeah, um, but the good thing with the Dreamer is the all—it's all, all the wireless stuff is all built in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, difficult is it to add replace the three D print head with a cutting laser? So you could use a robot for cutting off it. You uh, know, I. You can't really cut. You can't get that laser that hot. I mean, I mean, I guess you could if you special built a printer. That um, there, I've seen. There is one that's a uh, that that uh, the print heads um, change on it. Yeah, but I thought that on that printer, it, they're not for cutting. They're more for um, etching. That's it's more that's of an what, etching laser. That's what I was going to say, but. You, I, I, I could see uh, someone building a perp like one, but it would be expensive. It would be. I mean, you think about it. You're gonna probably. I mean, you're gonna have to have a laser. It's probably about three watts in order to start cutting some smaller metal. Uh, yeah, to do anything. I mean, to you're do gonna be wild you're gonna be going i think you're going a little bit higher than three watts yeah i was just saying three watts is just for a small i mean that's probably a thin piece of aluminum that you'd be able to cut with it yeah i i, I don't think you would even be able to etch like a lower receiver or anything with it Pro, not definitely not a deep etch not, uh, not a light what i'm talking about is light. like for like a uh for like a nfa item with three yeah, watts no you're go deep enough now you're starting to talk about fiber and YAG and all all kind. You're talking about some pretty special lasers at that point. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I don't. I mean, it, I mean, is it possible? Yes. Is it practical? Probably not. Um. Okay. With the 3D print, if your 3D print fails, is it possible to start going with it again? Dep depends uh, on the failure. Yeah, it, it depends on the failure, uh, but a lot of times, start over. Start over. I mean, it's cheap enough to start over. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's not that bad. When I when I first started printing, three D printing, it would take freaking forever to print the littlest thing. And the thing is, yeah. you wired the shit up yourself, so you don't know if it's going to catch on fire. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. So, no, no, I. I, I, I get it. Um, you would have to sit there and just like, okay, I, I, I need to be here because, uh, you know, I don't want an electrical fire to burn down my house. So I'm going to sit here for hours well, and then. It's funny because when I first got uh, my Ender, because they started talking about whether what firmware you have, because the, new, the newer firmware has the overheat um, detection into it. You know, so if you overheat it and start your printer on fire. Yeah. Um, when I first, first got it, they didn't have that overheat protection. First, it was like, 
your printer catch on fire. That's when you knew yeah. it was too hot. Uh, first, first thing I did was set that that print head to like um, I think I said like two seventy five, and that's what I'm wondering about. Rich, he's running at two sixty. Mine actually, I think at two sixty five, mine went into thermal. It went into thermal shutdown to to protect it from catching on fire. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of them is like two sixty five. Is that's kind of standard. Um, that's kind of like I think that I, I don't think it's a, a, a true standard, but it's a standard I've never seen one that doesn't have that have overheat protection. That's any other than two sixty five. I did see one that uh, was set to like two fifty. I can't remember what that was though. Well, if you think about it, the way that the print head is, that heater is so small that goes into that print head. It's amazing that little thing can get to 260. I mean, that's, I mean, you're talking about something, you know, smaller than the size of a pencil going in there to heat that print head up. And we're talking, we're not talking about like, uh, like Fahrenheit or anything. No, yeah, it's Celsius. Celsius, yeah. I did have a malfunction where this was like years and years ago when the little print head, uh, the software I was using, which was like the Cura, um, so I put it on there and loaded it up in the printer. And then I had a little digital display on the front of the printer that would display the temperature. It, and uh, it only displayed temperature up to 300 degrees. And I hit 300 degrees and like the printer started freaking melting. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, it was like the normal paper and everything kind of melting. And I was like, oh crap. Probably it was like one of the times where I didn't stay and watch it. it came down and it was like, yeah. like three. So those things can get up to like 300 degrees. I yeah, it's just hotter, but yeah. It, it's just amazing that I mean that heater is so small. It's it's amazing that that thing can get that that print head that hot. Um, It's kind of mind boggling because you think about, you're talking about some pretty high temperatures. Yeah. I mean, 300 degrees, so it's 600 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's up there. Smoking. I mean, the wire got melted. I don't like the wire, but I mean, touching it, it will get melted. (laughs) uh, I mean, I had to like do a lot of replacement and then that's, so when Monoprice came out with theirs, instead of using a homemade one, I, I threw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> I did. I was like, I was like it was, yeah, this is cool, but uh, it's too dangerous. The, the safety factor is, is uh, overrides the coolness. Yeah, th- that's why. I, that's why I went with a pre-made printer. Um, when I want to say pre-made uh, one that's designed that you didn't have to design yourself because of the safety reasons. I didn't want to burn down my house. And every time I printed something, I would, I, I got complacent. Then that overheating happened. Then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here every time I print something and not leave the room. Well, it's not very good when you're, um, you're, you have, pr- I mean, some of these print jobs, I think my longest print job was 27 hours. Uh, the longest one I've done so far. And you just can't watch it all the time. That's why things like uh, Spaghetti Detective and, you know, for me doing the, the Telegram app, 
Um, that's why it's kind of important for me. So that way I don't have to sit there. I mean, I used to sit upstairs with the with my iPad and just watch Octoprint and you know, or watching TV. I just go in every once in a while, but now I'll now I don't have to do that. Um, you know, now I have other things telling me what's going on and tell me if I have a failure or if I'm over temp or things like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely changed a lot, but it was just safety. I mean, I didn't want to. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Burning down my house. And that was a real concern back in the day. Uh, it's, uh, trust me, when I bought mine, I, that was a concern of mine. I was afraid of that. Um, I mean, where my printer is uh, in my office down here, there is a smoke detector. The smoke detector in the room is almost over top of it, just to make yeah. sure. Yeah. But back in the day, it was just there. There's so much stuff that can go wrong. Uh, you can electrocute yourself too. It, I'm not electric. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not an electrician. Yeah, you know, I learned by going to freaking websites and reading how to wire it. Yeah, I I know enough. But I don't know know that much, you know. Um, especially coming out of those 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 power supplies, there's some high voltage coming out of those things. Well, yeah, the, the you know it you know they're it's a converter, so it converts it to DC and stuff. Yep. So yeah, so back in the day, uh, so when they started making them commercially available, where you didn't have to like design and build them yourself, I got I just got rid of mine. I didn't sell it. I know some people are like, oh, you should sell it. I'm like, no, because nope. I don't know if it's going to burn out someone else's house or electrocute them. Yeah. I, I'm not going to take that that uh, risk on. Yeah, when I had my son, my son started walking when I was 3D printing something. I wouldn't let him in the room, even if I was in there with the 3D printing. <laughs> I was like, are you sure this isn't going to blow up? You're, you're kind of uh, nervous about it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> because the people who aren't are the ones that burn down their house. Yeah, man. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was good. Um, it was a good experience. I I would say. Yeah, but I'm it, it's over. I, you <laughs> know, I've seen some, I, I've seen some print, some three D printers that people have built, and you know, there's some people who built some huge ass three D printers. Yeah, that's um, one thing I miss. That's one thing I do miss. I mean. I mean, it's amazing the sizes of these printers. I mean, we're talking, you know, my my bed is what twelve inches by twelve inches. I mean, there are people doing like feet. Yeah, you know, well, print beds that are you know feet long. Mine was uh, fourteen by fourteen by eighteen. Yeah, mine's. Uh, I know one's. I know in millimeters because I got it written down here. Mine's what two hundred twenty by two hundred twenty by two hundred and twenty. Yeah, in millimeters. So, I mean, that's a, still a good size bed. But I mean, when you see someone that built one that's, you know, my bed size is three feet by three feet, and I can go four feet tall. You're like, that's well, a big ass three D print. Well, honestly, when when I built mine, it was fourteen by fourteen by eighteen, which is kind of big now. But back then, it wasn't. No, that was huge. No, back back then it wasn't that way. It wasn't that big. Yeah, uh, because everyone was building these massive things because you were only limited by how much material, how much space you had, and people didn't want to build like seven by seven by whatever. Yeah, I want to build something big. I don't want to build. I don't just want to print benchies the rest of my life. Yeah, basically that's what it, that's what it was like. 
So that's I want I want to print a Millennium Falcon this big. <laughs> the, the the club I'm within, uh, it was like a three a makers club. Um, it was it was cool. Then once MakerBot started coming out with their stuff, it kind of killed it. MakerBot was like the first one to actually start making like the kits where you can like buy in. They had instructions, yeah. and that's kind of killed it. It literally killed it because people were like. I don't need you guys anymore. I'm gonna go buy this kit. Yeah, yeah. And seriously, it was it was like that. It was like, well, you know, because basically the instructions were each other. So that's one of the things I do miss about it is the community isn't as strong as it used to be. But I think that I think that uh, as close as it used to be. But I think that with anything, once once it starts getting mainstream exception, and and there's like places where you can go and you don't have to count on, you know, going over to someone's house and packing up all your stuff or them coming over to your house to help you. Yeah. Out. It's, I mean, I, and I get that, that, you know, the, I think exactly what you said that as the community gets bigger, it gets, it, it's not as, you know, it's not as close, but you know, even if you look at the YouTube channels that are out there, there are some really good YouTube channels on 3d printing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, these people are just, uh, they're doing stuff and they're teaching, they're teaching stuff. It's just like, uh, you know, that's, that's probably why my learning curve was so fast is, you know, where I'm at, I, it's not like I was doing anything wild or new. It's already been done. And the video quality and, and production value that people are doing are so great that it's like, I, I can learn this. Yeah. I can learn this in a week. Yeah, it was it, back in the day. It was few and far between. Yeah, if you wanted to learn it, you actually, actually, dude, you know what? It's it's been longer than that. I got married in two thousand eleven, and I started and I built my first three D printer in my apartment. So wow, <laughs> going down memory lane there, John. You no, know, no, I I built my first three D printer in my apartment. And I had a roommate, and she was like, "What the hell are you doing all all night?" <laughs> she yeah, was, it's just she it's just yeah. in like or right. in the living room would just be like covered in parts, and she was like, "You're weird." Like, okay. <laughs> well, it's just um, you know, it's it. It's just crazy the things that you can do. Um, I mean, really, with these machines and even building your machines, you are only limited by your imagination. You want to build something big, you can do it. Just coming up with all the uh, with all the stuff to do it. Yeah, man. It, I mean, it's, that's a long time, man. Wow. Just remember, uh, just like. She, she she one time came in and she's like, "Are you building a bomb?" I'm like, "No, I'm not building a bomb." <laughs> oh, I was like, "I'm building something." She's like, "What? Three D printer? What is what the hell is three D printer?" It's like, "You ever seen Star Trek?" Yeah, you know the replicators on Star Trek. Yeah, that's what I'm building. <laughs> she's like, "No, you're not." We went like left. <laughs> 
She like just walked, went up to her bedroom, just like, oh no, you're not. I'll show you. <laughs> just Dumb. wait until I get done this print job in three days. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, I was not a good roommate. I'm OCD. Like, I, I dried the sink after I use it to make sure it's like really dry so there won't be any water spots. It, look at it this way. There's worse things that you could do. Yeah. Well, I don't know how a wife puts up with me. But yeah, I just dry the sink. What's up, guns and barbecue? Yeah, I dry the sink. And she would be like, What are you doing? It's like, I'm drying you. You didn't dry the sink. <laughs> Why would I dry the sink? Like, because it would leave water spots. She's like, It's a sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to get wet. Yeah, there's. It's funny because uh, a bunch, a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of friends of mine, and we're all we're all sitting there talking one day, and and I'm pretty laid back about things. Um, if you if I move the camera around, you see how laid back I am. There, not the most organized person, but uh, um, and my wife, yeah, we we're talking about. It. My wife's like, wait, what did you say? Because nothing really bothers you. I go, I will tell you what bothers me. She's like, what? I go, toothpaste. She's like. What I got tubes of toothpaste have to be rolled up from the bottom. It has to be. I have to like slide all the toothpaste, and it has to be at the tip. Um, mm -hmm. I can't stand it when people just grab toothpaste and grab it in the middle and squeeze it. Mm -hmm. Drives me nuts. Cotton balls. I have a fear of cotton balls. That's that's one I haven't heard before. Got a fear of cotton balls. I don't know. Maybe a video. Maybe it's my autism. I don't have freaking no idea, man. Well, at least you don't have a fear of lawyers. I, no, no. I just don't like touching cotton balls. Is it the texture or? It, if I touch it, it makes my body feel like I've been shocked. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, totally, I, mental. it's totally mental. Um, like my therapist, I see a therapist. He's like, maybe we should get you into some emergency emergency therapy about it. I'm like, nope. nope. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I had a job one time, and we had this like field day thing, and like, okay, we got to put a cotton ball, and we had to carry our cotton ball on our head and try to balance a cotton ball. I'm like, no. Like, I'm that. <laughs> like, why are you getting close? I was like, oh, I'm over fine over here. <laughs> Give me a ping pong ball. I'll work with that. Then my sister-in-law picked cotton balls in my shoe one time. Uh, that was mean. <laughs> That's rough. That was mean. I was like, yeah, my wife makes fun of me all the time. Cotton balls. Uh, what else so, bothers me? I'm, I'm so let me ask you this then. So when you open a bottle of aspirin and there's a cotton ball in there, Easy peasy lemon squeezy. I get a screwdriver. I was, I was, I had, I had you down to either screwdriver, tweezers, or oh, no. nose pliers. Tweezers to, I get a screwdriver and just like peel it out while closing my eyes by wearing gloves. But usually I buy, uh, I buy, um, the, uh, the, the small Advil bottles, 
Because they don't have <laughs> don't have it. Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah. Well, even the big Costco bottles now don't have them. It's like they just completely um Tylenol does. Tylenol Brandos. That's why I won't buy Tylenol brand. You know, I remember years ago, uh on 60 Minutes, Andy Rooney did a whole thing on how much cotton goes into a bottle, a pill bottle. And I forget what manufacturer was, but they answered back was, if we don't use cotton, we use rayon. So if you if it's truly cotton, then you just have to find the ones that use rayon. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> not, cotton's not cool. Uh, there's certain words that uh, that I don't like. Back in the day, there was a word called hella. People used, oh, that was hella cool. Uh, oh, God. God. Kind of, oh, <laughs> makes me uncomfortable even saying it. Now I told everyone out there now, whatever. Oh yeah, you kind of opened the floodgates on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna open the floodgates. Yeah, uh, hi, hi. I should realize that. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. I, I've never, um, I never thought about cotton balls before. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just some weird stuff. Um, if I see a car with one headlight, I have to touch the ceiling of the car. Huh. That's, Don't you why. You know, it, it, we all have our own quirks about things. Um, for me, I'll tell you that if somebody like, like, I don't know, like touches my shoulder or my arm or something like that, I swear that three hours later, I can still feel where that hand was. Yeah, I mean, I don't like being, I don't like people touching me. I don't yeah, like I don't like people touching me either. Um, if, I, if I spin around in the circle, like if I spin all the way around in the circle, I have to spin around in the circle the other way. Well, you have to unwind. Basically, yeah. Uh, if I, if yeah. I, if, if I, if I'm in a, in a car and I'm driving by a graveyard <laughs> and I'm driving, <laughs> I, I hold my breath. But if That's I'm a cool guy, I don't. I don't ask me why. <laughs> grill is grill is really grilling you over there in the comments. Yeah, I'm not even looking at the comments. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just you know, it's funny because uh, I used to work with my wife before, and I didn't like people touching me, and she used to come by and like, like put her in. We worked in a call center. So she'd like, like, put her hand on my my neck or something as she walked by, and it just would drive me nuts. Um, and she would just do it just to screw with me. Do you do you, do you dry the shower after you get out of it? Uh no, I do not dry the shower, but I also don't dry the sink either. Oh, I have it's probably related. But, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't dry the shower. Um, one thing that the one thing my wife drives my wife nuts is um, I get out of the shower wet and then dry off. Well, yeah, drives well, her nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, here's this. Um, see, I, I, I my my ring and my watch. If I don't wear a ring, I can't wear a watch. If I don't wear a watch, I don't I can't wear a ring. Cause That's weird because I'm wearing a watch and no ring. It has well, my my ring doesn't fit that finger anymore, so. Like I had a bracelet on this side, but I lost it, and I used to wear a ring on this side. Uh, I gotta get. Do you see? That's no different. Ring. 
there's no ring because I lost the bracelet. Could be that's an odd different. Number. I don't like odd numbers. I left the number. I don't like odd numbers. I left the number seven. If there's seven, then it's good. But if it's any odd number besides seven, I do not like it, and it has to be an even number. Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's funny you talk about that. My wife and I were talking about this the other day because usually in the morning when we're getting ready, uh, Game Show Network is on and mm -hmm. uh, uh, Pyramid's on. And I go, why is it seven out of seven? Why is it not six out of six or eight out of eight? Why? How did they come up with seven? You have to answer seven in so many seconds. Like, how did they come up with that? And she looks at me and she's like, well, it's because she can tell I, I, I like I like even numbers. Mm -hmm. um, but she's like, I, I don't know. Because like, every time something is like someone says it's this number, I'm like, well, why is it that number? Why is it not one before or one after? Why is it not? A, why is that not an even number? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can definitely see that, and I don't like writing sentences that end in a preposition, even though you're not supposed to do that. But it really bugs me. Um, the sad thing is, is I'll end a sentence with a preposition, and I don't realize it until Grammarly tells me. No, I, I if I see it, I, I it just it's just like sticks out and it bugs me, and, and I, I can't write. I was like, you know, usually I write and go back and edit it, but that one thing, I, I, I can't go back and edit it. I have to stop right there and fix it. Yeah, I see. I don't, I don't notice it. And when back when my wife used to proofread all my articles and stuff, um, she kind of, she kind of, she, she, she used to hate proofreading my stuff. So she she didn't mind it so much after I got uh, Grammarly, um, even though it's still not Grammarly is not perfect. But she's like, oh, your writing is so much better than it used to be. Yeah, I don't like uh, cube numbers either. Huh, I never thought about cube numbers. Don't like cube numbers. See, I like nine. I don't like cube numbers. That's funny. So, so let me ask you this then. So, with with all the math that you're so good at, how does how does that work out? Like when you're building your 3D printer, I mean, you had I mean, to have run into some of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can use them. I just don't like them. Ah, it just it just I have to power through it. It just makes me feel weird. Huh. I just try to avoid math in general. I'm a I'm a I'm a weird guy. I have all these little quirks. It's just the way my brain works. Well, I wouldn't say they're quirks. They're just they're they're just the way you are. Um, I mean, it's not like dude, it's not like you're Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. I've never watched that movie, but that is my nickname for show? some reason. Or the, the the show, yeah. But that is how but have that, you? That is my. How nickname. have you not watched Big Bang Theory? Oh, I've never seen a single episode. <laughs> oh man, that's I, I can't believe you haven't seen that. I can tell you why. The Big Bang Theory will have me up thinking about it forever. You you will probably find the inaccuracies of the math uh, of not math, just the science, and probably it'll probably drive you nuts. Yeah, it probably. But think about this. 
the Big Bang happens. A microsecond after the Big Bang, we have all the science, right? But that first microsecond, the science doesn't work. Yeah, because science doesn't exist at that time. Nothing yeah. existed. No, no, but but you can calculate. You do calculations about the you know the singularity of of the original mass, and you can actually do calculations uh, through M theory, which is membrane theory, and think that maybe two universes collided and the uh, in the membrane universe, which calls the Big Bang, blah blah blah, which that's all mathematical. You can you can prove that not prove it, but you can show that with math. You can show what happens after one microsecond with math. It's just that one microsecond. There's no theories. So yeah, you know, I, I I can't think about stuff like that because when I do, it'll just it, it'll it will consume me. <laughs> One time I was up, uh, I was thinking about supervision of electrons one night. Um, and my wife wakes up and it's middle of the night. I'm just thinking about supervision of electrons. Uh, and my wife's like, What's wrong? I was like, You can't sleep. Why? Well, I got a lot on my mind. She's like, So she sits up, she turns on the light. She was like, Well, tell me what's on your mind. I said, Well, I was thinking about the supervision of, of, of I got that far. I got I was thinking the superficies of I didn't even get electrons. And then she turns around, turns off the lights, turns away <laughs> and goes, Good night. <laughs> it's funny because that's that's exactly, you know, I don't know your wife, but for some reason that's exactly what I think um would have happened because it probably would have happened with my wife too. Yeah. Um yeah, probably. I, I'll I'll wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and my mind is just racing about anything and everything. And uh, and she's like, well, why don't you try to go back to sleep? I'm like, I've been laying here for an hour with my mind racing. It's not getting any better. I need to go do something else to calm my mind because I'll think about something else. Um, and I just have to do something. Uh, it just happens to be it. You know, two o'clock in the morning is usually when I do all my filming because that, that actually calms me down. Uh, I write equations and algorithms and stuff like that at that time of the night. To solve what? It's a, why do you need to solve something? Well, what What is the equation for? What is the purpose of the equation? It depends. It depends. Sometimes it's... Uh, I Before I got kicked out of my FanDuel league, I, I did it to pick the players uh, to pick for my team. Other than FanDuel, you know, weekly things. Mm -hmm. like, so uh, I, I did it. I built something to play call the players. And then they kicked me out. <laughs> You're too good. I won. I did it like the fourth week at a fourth weekend. Um, and then I won 11 out of 12. And I came in second place in one of them. So, so, so how like, many... Whatever. How many casinos have been have asked you not to come back then? Well, I don't gamble, which is weird. But yeah, so uh, I don't. Besides Fanduel, uh, so what happened was they were like, "Man, you got really lucky. You're really good at this." So I was like, I, "I just use math, man." Like, what do you mean you use math? <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know anything about these players. So I just 
figured what would be useful and what would be not. And then they kicked me out. They said I couldn't come back the next year. <laughs> Took all the fun out of it for them. No, it's math, man. It's it's all math. It's if you do like weather, you know, home field advantage, which I actually have advantage. I do a hockey thing. I did. I, I do do FanDuel because I do make some extra money of FanDuel. Um, I put in twenty five dollars about about six seven years ago when FanDuel first came out, uh, and I've been able to successful withdraw successfully withdraw a couple thousand dollars a year since then. But, you know, like a little that, random. So you can buy a new 3D printer with it. Yeah, basically. It's just every year I just with, withdraw at the end of the year. And well, if you think about it, though, build it, do it again. You're, you're just taking statistics to the next level. That, I mean, that's all it is, man. That's what I try to explain to them that it's just statistics. They're doing statistics their way. I do it my way. Your, your way is just more accurate. Yeah, the the really thing that pissed me off, one of the dudes, the first dude I told when he asked me, he basically said, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to tell everyone else. And I wouldn't give it to him, so he went and told everyone else, and I'm out. Oh, man. All right, we've been on for like an hour and a half. I got a Cub Scout. We have, yeah. You, you got to get going. Yeah. So uh, thank you for coming on. Um, everyone yeah, out at crumpy.com. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. And I'm going to give uh, Rogue Banshee the last word. Well, my last word is don't get in a poker game with John because he'll math you out of it. Uh, I used to do that shit all the time, man. <laughs> I did. I, I, I don't like, when I say I don't like gambling, I don't like gambling in the casino, but I did used to play a, a, a friendly neighborhood game. But yeah, well, but I'm banned you know, from that too. Because like, I just, I totally don't want to play poker with you now. And now knowing that you got you got busted in FanDuel for for extreme statistics, well, or should we they, say should we say it's assault assault statistics? They're like, oh, like man, you have a good poker face, and I was like, well, you know, I just use math, so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I know what what everyone's cards are, so it's not. I don't get excited or anything, and bam, I'm gone. <laughs> Never invited back. Told not to come back. <laughs> there's some, there's some poker games I wish they they never would invite me back to. Um, I just, I it's just not my thing. But um, I, I just, I, I just wish people would stop trying to invite me to them. <laughs> it's boring, but back in college, I used to make money that way. Uh, no, I just loaded trailers at UPS in college. I hate it. I I I, I don't really like gambling. I hate poker, but you know it. I know it helped me get through college, right? There you go. I, I anything to get you through college because I remember poker. college scraping by for everything. Poker and blackjack, and candle uh, wasn't a thing back in college, but poker and blackjack and some other type of stuff. Yeah, blackjack's about the only thing I can play. Yeah, I mean, it's boring, so whatever. But <laughs> yeah, let me let you go. Uh, give out your yeah, and then we'll, then we'll get out of here. Cool. Well, yeah, you can reach me on uh, YouTube or Instagram or uh, just about any social media platform, uh, The Rogue Banshee. Um, and the webpage is uh, www.trb.fyi. But uh, thanks for having me on. It's been yeah, good hanging out with you.
good. Uh, stay there for one second. I want to tell you something exciting. Um, so I don't sure. go anywhere. Cool.